0: If today is any indication, the guest I've got on is a perfect example of why photography is in good hands. This is Behind the Shot. Hi, welcome to Behind the Shot, the show where we try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look behind one of their shots, from conception to completion, all the challenges and stories that happen in between. My name is Steve Brazel, I'm your host as always, and boy, today we've got a very special episode for you because today is the first episode that we're going to do in a series focusing on photography education, the state of photography education. And I'm doing this series in conjunction with the folks over at Red River Paper. If you have not tried Red River Paper, I've got some sample packs actually, and I'm gonna get into that here in just a minute. But great paper you can buy at their website and I'll put all their information up. But the reason I wanted to do this, I see in social media posts all the time, do you need a formal photography education? Everybody's got a phone and everybody's learning to be a photographer. I do not have a formal photography education. And I believe it's the reason quite often that a lot of photographers run circles around me is because they've studied with people like my last guest, which is uh, Josh Sanseri, the professor over at Santa Monica College Photography Program. In fact, he's the chair of the program. So I've teamed up with Red River Paper to do once a quarter a show where I get either an instructor or a student from one of their edu program partners on to talk about one of their photographs it's a normal photo uh show but also to do a contest and here's how the contest is going to work and i'll give you all the details real details coming up at the end and you can also go to the website behindtheshot.tv. i'll have contest rules up there but what we're going to do on each one of these shows is give you the viewer a chance to win one of ten Paper sample packs from Red River Paper, and one of those winners will win a custom 13 by 19 print of the photo that we discuss on that show. So the photo that we're going to discuss with my guest today, that photo is going to be the first one that you'll be able to win a 13 by 19 print of. Here's a summary of the details, but again, you can find all of these at behindtheshot.tv. If you follow Red River Paper on Instagram and Twitter, follow Behind the Shot TV on Instagram and Twitter, and then find the official tweet on our account or the official Instagram post on our account and repost or retweet it. And boom, you're entered. It's pretty much that simple. This contest is going to go from the air date of this episode, which is December 6th, uh, 2018, all the way through January 31st of 2019. And then the episode that I do, the Red River paper-based episode that I do in February 2019, I will announce the winner. But again, head to the rules page. You can find everything there. And that kind of brings us to the guest that I want to bring in today. My guest today is a student at Santa Monica College, the photography program there. He's a senior, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I want to welcome Carl Eric Vaslag. How are you doing, my friend? Hi,
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks. Speak up a little bit for me. That would that would help. Sure. Um, I, uh, and we talked about the pronunciation of your last name. I forgot to ask you, do you just go by Carl? Because Josh says Carl Eric all the time. Is it do the two together?
1: Technically, it's both. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Carl, Eric, there we go. We got that. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about your history a little bit because you have kind of an interesting one. You are from Norway. Yes, I am. But at what age did you decide to pick up and move to Los Angeles to follow photography?
1: Um, I think I was, I was 18 when I, when I moved or 19, I might've been 19, but I was pretty much like 15 when I decided that I wanted to study abroad and um, go somewhere else. And it was kind of obvious to me that the U.S. was the place that I wanted to go. And then I settled on Los Angeles.
0: And so when you got here, you came here for that program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, OK, I have to ask then as a 19 year old, 18 year old kid in Norway, what makes you think I got to go to L.A. to learn photography? I can't do it there because photography I know is big there.
1: Yeah, there's no real photography program anymore in Norway. They've all they they've all involved into video more. And I feel like what better place in LA to get into photography and study that and really be near the business and the industry and all that. Which
0: which okay. So then I, I have a curiosity then. This one just hit me. You're you're doing the formal education path to becoming a professional photographer. That's what you want to do, right? You want to be a pro photographer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what do you think? And and if Josh, your your professor, Senseri, is watching this, uh, cover your ears. What do you think of the state of formal photography education right now?
1: Well, as someone that is in the program right now, I feel like I have learned a lot from that. And I feel that it's very important to to get to know people network and network and all that. And it's a really good opportunity to do that. Um, so I think it's really, really valuable to go the formal path.
0: See, and and that's, that's something Josh mentioned on the episode I had him on. And that was, it's that community thing that once you leave school, you lose. Is all of those people of like mind trying to improve their craft. One of the other things that we talked about being is how this is, is one of the ones where we're going to do this Red River paper Uh, giveaway with the 10 sample packs and a print of your photo that we're going to bring up and i thank you for for letting us use your photo for that by the way you print i'm assuming in in your classes you print your photos
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yes you i'm assuming you use red river paper because it's an edu program for red river paper Mm -hmm. okay i mean seriously i've got boxes of it here it's great paper but i am curious because the argument I hear from people all the time, nothing personal on the age thing, but I hear it all the time is that, well, nowadays, all, all anybody needs to do is post it on Instagram or post it on Flickr or post it on Facebook or whatever social media platform you want. And nobody prints. And I disagree with that. Yes, people print less. Okay, let's go there. We know that. But as somebody who creates art and has printed it, what is the difference to you when you when you hold a print
1: to me, it just gets like a new dimension when you physically hold it in your hand and it becomes a lot more real. And you're like, I made this while if you're just on a screen, it doesn't have the same like I'm not I don't feel as close to it as when I physically have it in my hand.
0: It's a tactile thing. Yeah. OK, so that brings us to your image. Before we get into this image, there's a couple things I got to tell you. And and again, to the viewers, the contest that we're doing this is the image. It's going to be ten sample packs from Red River Paper that somebody will win. That ten people will win, and one of those winners will also get a thirteen by nineteen print, courtesy of Red River Paper for, for this photo. Okay. With that said, I saw your work when Josh recommended you. I saw your work on Flickr, and you're designing a website. It should be live by the time that this goes goes uh, yep. this episode goes up, and I'm putting the 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 URL up on screen as well. But when I went looking through your Flickr account, I got to tell you, I would never have known that you were a student and not a pro photographer. And Thank and you. I say that not to blow, you know, air at you, as it were. You have, I, I think there are people in the world. I'm curious because you actually, obviously you're in a class with a lot of other photographers. Don't mention any names, but we all see those people who really want it and they got to work harder for it, right? And they get it, but they got to work harder for it. And then we have people who who naturally have an eye for composition and color. I put you in that second group, I think. Do you see yourself that way? You You clearly understand composition and color.
1: Well, I would kind of put myself in that category just because of my family and where I come from. Like, we're all very... Um, artistic and my dad used to draw a lot and my uncle is a photographer and everything. So I kind of grew up in that artistic um, setting.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So let's get into this shot. First of all, this image I'm going to, I'm going to attempt, I'm going to butcher it. Okay. I'm going to call it reflections in Norway, but the title that you had on Flickr was okay. to, To the people that are listening on audio and, and speak, Norwegian, my apologies. Uh, Stavanger Wagen? Not bad. How is it pronounced?
1: Stavanger (laughs) Wagen.
0: That's what I said. Uh, In October, (laughs) the reflection photograph that's in front of me is nothing short of beautiful. I would print this and hang this dang thing on a wall. You're a Nikon shooter. Yes. What did you shoot this with?
1: This was shot with my Nikon DA10. Okay, what lens? Uh 24 to 70. It was shot on the wide end, so at 24.
0: Okay, 24 millimeters. Mm-hmm. Uh what what was the rest of your exposure data? Do you know?
1: Um the rest. It was an eight-second exposure and it was ISO uh 64. So it was a fairly long exposure.
0: So eight seconds ISO okay, I'm I'm just trying to, to picture the actual ambient light. F ISO 64 F10 8 seconds. This was already kind of light out though?
1: Um, this it was wasn't darkness. The, the, the sun was setting, it was during blue hour for sure. <clears throat> okay. um, sort of in the beginning, mid blue hour. So maybe a little
0: lighter even than what we see in this picture in ambient light.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: Okay, so there's something I notice in all of your work. I mentioned that you have an eye for composition and color and I'm, I wanna attack the color idea first. As, as you look through your Flickr stream, <clears throat> I'm so glad that Smug Mug bought Flickr because uh, I think they'll bring it back and do something. With it. When you look through your Flickr stream, you have in every shot, I always do this with guests. I always try and see the commonalities in their photos that they may not even realize. But you have such a rich, vibrant use of color throughout your work. Is that intentional or is it just what you're shooting?
1: It's definitely intentional. I like um, to have colors that pop. And throughout my work, it's always been vivid. It's always been very bright in colors. And, and that's definitely something that I I try to find in the scenes. But if I can't find it, I kind of get it my way and, and post. But I try to do as much as camera as I can.
0: Okay. So you're one of those people who tries to go camera wise. But the other thing is that I see in all of your work <clears throat> is you have an amazing sense I I was going to say angle. I I think a better word is uh, depth. You have an amazing sense of of foreground to background, which kind of strikes me actually as something I said to Josh Tanseri, your professor. Is that something that that sense of of uh, trajectory of of depth in your photos? Is that something you learned or is that natural to you?
1: I think it's a combination of both Um, in high school. I had some photo classes and we learned like basic photography, but nothing um, to that extent. But I think a lot of it just came naturally to me because I had like, like I've always seen nature as like this three dimensional thing. Um, So I want to show that in my photographs too.
0: Okay. So it's conscious though, Mm -hmm. because you go, you also have unusual angles. You go high a lot. You go very, very low a lot. This shot, you know, there's an old saying, dead center is deadly, that you usually don't want a horizon line in the middle unless it's a reflection. And this one, the horizon line's in the middle, but you've got the road and dock kind of looking thing that actually comes below. And I want to touch on the exposure, but first of all, this shot also has leading lines in it. So I'm curious as a photographer, when you go, when, First of all, where are you? Are you in the water or is this like another road going another way?
1: No, this is actually on a platform on the water itself. So it's, it was a fairly sturdy platform, but it was actually on the, on the water.
0: Okay. So were you thinking leading lines leading to, by the way, that's an
1: arc. Yeah. (laughs) If anybody (laughs) hasn't noticed,
0: is, is that an actual arc?
1: Well, yeah, it was, um, traveling around Europe at the time and it happened to be right there at that, at that moment. And, um, it's, oh, so it's like, like a, a touring replica, replica of the arc. The arc. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That answers so many things. Were you thinking leading lines to that?
1: Well, I, uh, I think so. Um, uh, like when, when I compose my images, I don't overthink composition. I just like kind of set it up the way I think it looks nice, but subconsciously I I obviously think about composition more than, than I actually do. Um, but to some extent, yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. So the eight seconds I want to touch on when, when I first was looking through your pictures, trying to pick one, there's a reason that this one jumped out at me. And I always find it fascinating when, when I find out what people see in my pictures and sometimes it's things that make me go, Interesting, somebody saw that in my picture. I, I never would have thought that. But the eight seconds was perfect, right? So many people would have gone <clears throat> with a 30-second exposure or would have gone with a, a you know one-second exposure for different ideas of blurring the water, blurring the... I almost didn't notice it, by the way, at first until I really started examining this picture. And you've got the taillights of cars going by. Had you gone shorter, you might have gotten a car in the picture. Had you gone longer, and this is the big one to me, you would have lost detail in the buildings in the reflection. You would have seen the reflection, but it would have been less less uh, pronounced as what it was. I think the eight seconds, the fact that I can make out windows and doors in the reflections, and yet it's still surreally type, surreally, is that a word? It's still surreal. It, it's still smooth. Uh, it's got texture. There's the word I'm looking for. It's got texture. That is what makes this photograph sing. When you, when you took this picture and you realized you were going to go center for the reflection, left and right is another thing that's interesting to me. A lot of people would have gone more panoramic with this shot. And I think it would have killed it you have just the right amount of space to the left of the arc, right? It's not too, if I was doing an image competition, it's not too close to the edge of the frame. On the right-hand side, this is one of my pet peeves in my pictures, I always try and cut the frame at a logical spot, right? I try not to cut a doorway in half or a pole in half or whatever. So is this the crop out of camera or you crop this in post?
1: Um, From camera.
0: Okay. You knew cars would be going by? Yes. So that was intentional too?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it required a lot of timing and, and I stood there for probably like an hour and, and like cars were passing by and I wanted to just have like one car going from the beginning of frame to end. So it was a lot of in, in the timing and everything like that.
0: Interesting. So this is, you didn't crop this in post?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: So were you aware where the right edge of your frame was or was that luck? Be no, honest. I was
1: completely aware. <laughs> <Okay.
0: clears throat> you understand what I mean, I, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but I always look in the corners of the frame when when I'm composing to see if there's any distracting elements and stuff. And that's what I happened to, to compose it like. So,
0: okay, you're at F10 at 24 millimeters. You got a heck of a lot of depth of field here center focus point do you know or do you remember
1: i don't remember 100 but i'm pretty sure i focused one third of the way in
0: okay so standard so you shot it as a standard landscape type thing where focus a third of the way in almost like an infinity focus type practice Mm -hmm. well a third of the way into this shot would have been on the water though
1: right so it's probably on the on the probably on the yellow building or somewhere um in in that area
0: Interesting. Okay. All right. So at least you you were thinking about it then. Yeah. yeah, So in post, you made the the comment with the color. If you don't capture it the way that you see it in your head, that you you try and get that in post production. All right. Two questions, actually. One, do you try and stay real to the scene or are you one of those people who, no, no, no. If it takes going a little past reality, I'm okay with that.
1: I am so in between of that. Like I, I do it <laughs> of to the way I remember it. Um, so in my head, it might've been more vivid and more vibrant than it actually was. So maybe I tend to go a little bit past the reality, but at the same time, I try to be very cautious and not go too far. Cause I think those over-processed, overly bright and like very HDR looking photos, they're, they're not natural looking. What software do you use? Photoshop and Lightroom.
0: Okay. And... I'm curious seeing your work and I've seen a body of your work. Uh, the viewers are, well, the listeners, you're going to have to go look at the picture, but the viewers are only seeing this on screen right now. Um, but I, I am kind of curious, having seen your work, what, what photographers do you look at and are inspired by? Who are, who are the photographers you, you, know, that if you were to meet them in a restaurant, you'd be tongue tied?
1: I absolutely love the work of Peter Lick. He's an amazing, I think he's Australian. He he used to have a ton of galleries around LA and, and I stumbled across um, his gallery in Beverly Hills one time. And I was actually, I was just impressed beyond everything. I was just speechless.
0: The big
1: pictures. Yeah. He's got one in so, Vegas too. So that like, uh, Yeah. That so when I was in Vegas it's last amazing. month, I had to go to his galleries and just check him out. Cause they're so great. Anybody else? Um. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but of course, like, um, Anfield Adams and kind of that sort of, um, famous photographer from the past. Um, but I think I grabbed more inspiration from Peter Lick and, and those current photographers and just online and seeing photos online, no specific. Anything, anybody,
0: anybody, cause you shoot portraits too. Anybody not landscape wise that you really look at and go, oh, wow, that I aspire to that.
1: Well, I I don't mean to sound weird or anything, but I really like Josh's work. I think that's oh, really, yeah. really great. And uh, there's a few fashion photographers that I don't remember the name of, but they're really good, too.
0: Yeah, Josh's work, the photo, if you didn't see, it should be the episode right before this. But there may be one special in between on copyright registration that I've been working on that I may post before this one goes live. But go back and look at the Josh Ansari episode and the photo. It's a portrait of the band Fun. Josh shoots portraits like a landscape photographer, right? I mean, I he uses like foreground like and midground and background objects in portraits like I've never seen before. He's got a shot of, uh, I'm going off track, but he's got a shot of Tom Morello sitting in a studio that's just freaking amazing. So what, what software, when you have a shot like this,
1: what software do you use? I... First, I run it through. You Lightroom said Lightroom
0: and Lightroom in Photoshop, but I mean, do
1: you use any plugins or anything like that? No, I don't. I do everything by hand and just do it to to what I think look, looks pleasing.
0: Okay, so shot like this comes up in your screen, uh, or better yet, you come back with a hundred shots. What's your workflow for culling and editing?
1: Well, I I use Lightroom, start editing, and um, I start at two stars, uh, and then one star means like it's it's nothing it's worth deleting uh and zero it's just like i haven't looked at it yet um so i first go to two and then three and then my final picks will be four and then five stars is publish worthy um and then i um use color to to like kind of for Flickr or from a website or for instagram okay to label them by that
0: what would you have done to a shot like this normally post-wise
1: I would um, bring down the highlights a bit, bring up the shadows just to get more detail in both and then play with the whites and black to, to get the dynamic range or the contrast that I want. Are, are you a guy
0: that uses clarity or vibrance?
1: I like like given a choice,
0: vibrance, saturate, saturation,
1: which do you go to? I definitely gravitate towards uh, uh, vibrance because I think it's more natural looking than saturation. It's I agree. not as overpowering.
0: What about clarity? I,
1: I don't. I rarely touch clarity at all. So I is think it's it zero it a zero for yours less than 10.
0: Okay. Uh, and then what about, um, dehaze? Are you using the new dehaze filter? Cause that can be handy in, in landscapes, although it is a kind of a contrast. So it can kind of muddy up the blacks a little bit.
1: It tends to muddy up the blacks, but in LA where you have the smog and everything, it, it will come in handy, especially when you're doing more scenic stuff. Um, like over overlooking the city and stuff. I, I, that's pretty much the only time I use the haze. I don't use it when I'm out in nature or anything. It's pretty much just when I'm in the city and it's very like hazy or smoggy.
0: So looking at this photo, I gotta tell you, man, you're good. I mean, you, you, yeah. Tell Josh, I, I, I say you're done and you can graduate now. <laughs> um, I am curious. You've been through a photography education program, right? You're in the last year of your photography education program, unless you go, you know, more advanced, right? What is the best tip from Josh or any of your instructors, right? What is the best single tip that you think you've gotten throughout a formal photography education?
1: I think definitely just like having critiques and getting everyone, everyone's opinion and 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 just like getting the network and just like the critiques pretty much. Like I just really like those. Okay. So but there's no like specific tip. It's more like the the total impression of everything.
0: All right. I like that actually. Um and it's something like I say, I look at people like you and I think to myself, I wish I had understood what I started photography late in life and I I wish that I had understood what photography was. I'm a geek by nature. I wish I'd known that it was geeky because I would have gotten into it much younger and probably gone down that formal path and I'd be a much better photographer for it. There is no question in my mind. Uh, We will have this shot as well as a number of other photos of yours in a small gallery at BehindTheShot.tv. Just go find this post there. But if people want to connect with you, what is the website that you're building that will hopefully be live the weekend after we're recording this?
1: Yeah. So that'll be uh Carl Um, Both with case. Um, and my Instagram will be Carl photo. Okay. So that makes it
0: pretty easy. Then
1: one more is you're also, I mentioned Flickr. Yeah. I'm also on Flickr. Um, that's just Carl Eric
0: Okay. So that makes it pretty easy. So a couple of things, first of all, Carl Eric, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Secondly, somebody is going to win the photo we talked about. Uh, again, I go with reflections in Norway because I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> um, someone's going to win that photo courtesy of Red River Paper as a custom 13 by 19 print. So let me. Uh, just hang on. I, I apologize leaving you while I talk a lot, but but let me explain the contest rules here just a little bit so that so that people understand. Okay, here's the deal with the contest. Starting when this episode goes live, and again, the contest rules are at behindtheshot.tv. Go check them out. It'll have everything that you need to know right there. But let me give you the summary. There's going to be ten red river paper sample packs given out one of those 10 winners will win a custom 13 by 19 print on red river paper of carl eric's photo that we discussed today the reflection in norway beautiful beautiful picture here's the basic summary of what you need to do on the behind the shot tv instagram feed i will do a official post also on the behind the shot tv uh Twitter feed, I will do an official tweet. All you need to do is go and follow Behind the Shot TV at Twitter and at Instagram. Also, follow Red River Paper. On Twitter and Instagram. And I wanna make sure that I get you that information. So on screen right now, you'll see Red River Paper, Instagram, and Twitter. It's just at Red River Paper. And I also put the URL for their website so you can go browsing through their paper up there. For me, you can go to Twitter or Instagram. It's at Behind the Shot TV. Follow on both locations, both Red River Paper and me and then retweet or repost the official post. Contest runs from 12-6-2018 to 1-31-2019. I will announce the winner during my Red River Paper Education Program show that comes up in February of 2019. So again, to everybody, if you want to follow me, all my links are all over the place. Just go check the website, BehindTheShot.tv. Make sure if you're in iTunes that you'll leave us a review and a rating. In fact, if you're a podcast listener and want to subscribe to the podcast, you can find all the current links because there was an old version of the show on a network that you could still accidentally subscribe to. Uh, Head to the website behindtheshot.tv, get the links there. Other than that, Carl, Eric, thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right, man. So here's the deal. Make sure that you go retweet, repost, enter the contest. It's easy to win. Good luck to everybody. Uh, I'm Steve Brazl, your host. This is Behind the Shot, the podcast where we try and get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look behind one of their shots. And we will see you next time.